0: Big questions, even bigger guests, this is The Big Interview. Good day and welcome to the SL Podcast. On this week's episode of The Big Interview, we are joined by the CEO of Soccer Dream, Aris Alberti. Soccer Dream is an international footballing scouting agency based right here in our beautiful country. Aris discusses the model he's based Soccer Dream on and the philosophy that goes with it. He dives deep into the local game and the process he uses to scout local talent for clubs overseas. Soccer Dream director Studuzo Masuka also joins the SR podcast to talk about the empathetic side of Soccer Dream and what they do, and how being scouted isn't only based on what you can do on the pitch. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Aiden. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for for joining us today, gentlemen. So, Aris, to get the show on the road, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: So, I'm um, I'm I'm from Italy. I'm a former uh, footballer. I used to play for Empoli in the um, early 2000s, and then I played professional, semi-professional football. I got injured when I was very young, in my 20s, and then I realized that I still have a vocation into football. And um, I became a scout for Padova. I used to um, help them out with the East European market. And then in 2009, I got my FIFA license in Italy. And from there, obviously, uh, we started scouting initially in Europe. And then um, in 2008, I had the opportunity to come to South Africa for the first time. At that time I was working with IMG Italy and um, mm. obviously is a, a big agency company worldwide and my mandate was to see if we have enough talent in South Africa to start doing business uh, with, 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 with in this country. And from there obviously has been an escalation and uh, since in 2012 when I relocate permanently in South Africa and we start this um, soccer dream where obviously you know we we focus on identifying raw talent to obviously give them the opportunity to play professional football.
0: And now, Aris, once again, in 2015, one of my colleagues from Kickoff spoke with you and sat you down. What have you been up to since then and what new adventures have you embarked on?
1: Wow, that's a long time ago.
0: <laughs> As
1: uh, someone said, the internet never forgets anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, you know it's been, a, it's been a roller coaster, as you know very well. It's um, any business, you know. You have ups and downs, and you have to learn uh, the, the process, you know. And you go through uh, good days and bad days. But for me, it's been very exciting this journey, where you know, you know, I came from failure. You know, my first academy in South Africa didn't work out. I took a break for a couple of years, and um, and then I think you know, when you have passion for something, you have a vocation. You know, you always go back to to your passion. And um, many things have changed. You know, I think now we are steadier than ever, and I think also the experience through these failures really help us. You know, to 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 be who we are today as a brand, as a soccer dream, It's always trying to to expand and obviously. Do things better and uh, obviously uh, things are changing very fast in our society right now especially with the pandemic you know we mm. trends and uh, the way people they see football or they do football has changed drastically compared with a couple of years ago and we always trying to be ahead and see also what the best in the world they're doing because we're humble enough you know to try to to learn from others you know to make our projects and our brand better on a
0: daily basis. Absolutely. Now, would you be able to please talk us through almost you could say the building process of Soccer Dream? When did the vision come into fruition?
2: Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Aiden, as well. Uh, you know, in twenty, it was twenty seventeen when I met with Aris, and uh, we, you know, we 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 had a chance, you know, to look into the into the football structures in South Africa. Like he said that he tried in twenty fifteen, you know, sixteen, and then. It didn't go as planned and then we met and you know we 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 sat down and then we looked uh, what was it that was lacking that um we we can try uh, the gap that we can try and close mm. and then we saw that you know there's um there's a lack in in opportunities for some of the players in south africa especially when it comes to getting opportunities to go overseas and then we 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 came we came with this program um uh, soccer dream that's when soccer dream Started in South Africa, and then we 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 hosted our first football clinic. I think it was in 2019. Uh, it went quite well. You know, we had numbers, and we invited a, a very very uh, famous coach. Uh, you know, is 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 coach Qatar under 21 team, uh, Georgia under 21 as well, and he's very is very influential in the Italian football, of course, where Aris comes from. And uh, coach Roberto Nandi. So he was conducting the first session, our first ever uh, football clinic in South Africa, which we held in Santin at Sandan High School in Santin. So it went quite well. We discovered a lot of talent at that time. And since then, we never looked back. You know, it's, we started picking up and a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of, of players from all over the country, not all over South Africa as well. But in some other countries in Africa, like Namibia, Ghana, uh, Zambia, we had a lot of players also from outside on our second international football clinic, which we did in 2020. Uh, and also, we had the privilege of of, of coverage from SuperSport uh, TV, where we had, we appeared on our first live PSL um, uh, uh, show. So yeah, it's been it's been very quite interesting. We've discovered a lot of players. Uh, we got a player from Namibia. We got another boy from Zambia, and we we discovered another player also from South Africa. Uh, they currently, some of them are currently in Italy at the moment, uh, you know, trying their luck that side. Mm. So it's been it's been very interesting the way things have unfolded since we we started the program in South Africa, and we've we've learned so much, and we've opened doors for so many players as well from South Africa and outside South Africa as well.
0: So, so you mentioned the word process there. I would like to know. What the process is from start to finish? How do you guys find local talent and send them to clubs in Europe? What is that process? What do you look for? Obviously, we, you know, we first of all, the most
2: important thing is to have the right people in the team, uh, the right people that understand exactly our philosophy. And when when we look for this talent, we're not only looking for the talent uh, for players that can only play football, but we look for individuals also that can go out there and represent the country. We look, we, we always check uh, the player's character, uh, how responsible are they? When Because, you know, football has changed so much. It's no longer, back in the days, it was all about talent and talent. But these days, if you look at it, it requires more than talent. So as an individual, you need to be prepared, uh, whether, you know, lifestyle wise, uh, your character, and, and also you need to put in an extra effort now. So. When we when we try and look for these players, you know, in, in, it's a fact that in disadvantaged communities, there's a lot of boys and, and and of which we're focusing on boys, not girls as yet, that also go through so much in their upbringing. So you need to look at those things and try and see how you can help them uh, uh, become men, you know, because some of them were not taught certain things. And also when we when we scout for these players, we understand that also, of which is a fact also, not. Not to start on people's toes but that our development in south africa is not really at that level compared to other uh, countries in europe mm-hmm. you know specifically in, in europe and other countries in africa as well so we try and, and and assist where we can even though sometimes you know it's very difficult but uh, that's what we signed up for so we look at all the aspects of the game uh, not only on the on the technical or technical side but also outside the pitch as well how do they live? And you know, we try and and and, and motivate them to become better uh, citizens. And if they get an opportunity to go outside of the country, also to to behave on the other side, and also just just to have that character and that uh, and that willingness to
0: to fight for the opportunity. So. That's our model that that we use. And I've been doing a bit of research on you guys, and I see you guys are hosting some international trials from the 17th to the 20th of December. And right now, I believe you guys are hosting academy trials. What are the purpose of each of these trials? What is the difference between the academy trials and international trials?
1: Okay, so uh, the the academy trials obviously is to look, identify players, to, um, to put it in our academy structure. We have, uh, we have an academy that is based here in Johannesburg, in Parktown North. And obviously the academy is also um, a, um, a platform to help the players that we identify to go overseas to come and prepare themselves for the opportunity. Uh, what, what is very important is to understand that you know, going overseas is not just uh, catch a flight and, uh, and go there and play football. There is a preparation behind, as Doudouza said, you know, mentally, um, physically, and especially tactically, you know, a a situation that we, you know, we find out, you know, to experience and making mistakes and adjust as well, is we have very talented boys on the board, but the tactical expert of the game hasn't been implemented most of the time when we speak about junior players, you know, and juniors. I'm not just mentioning under 15 but i'm also mentioning under 19. so when you go to, on the other side and you know the, the level of sophistication of the tactical expert of the game especially non-possession really play a huge role and we saw players that they have fantastic qualities on the board but unfortunately they were lacking of tactical abilities of football intelligence in the situation of the game so it's very important for us to have the academy to prepare players to opportunities and especially using the metrics that they're going to find in Europe. So that's why we're always hosting academy trials. And with regards to international trials, obviously, is to identify players that they're going to go to Italy next year. Normally, when you win the competition, because many people they are asking us, so how many players are you going selecting? And we always say, the best of the best. We don't have an exact number, you mm. know, we, we identify talent. Right. Then the talent gets channelled into the academy. With the metrics that have been uh, discussed with obviously with our partners overseas to understand obviously which position and what they're looking into the players and especially what kind of work we have to do with the players before we send them overseas so obviously if you if, if you see the bigger picture everything um fit holistically you know in the final vision of the company that is creating success for these boys and as, as said obviously there are there are the the, the part of outside the field, especially when you go to Europe, is more important than your performance because you have to behave in a certain way, you need to have discipline, you need to understand the importance of the time, you know, I respect the time, I respect, obviously, certain rules, the basics in, in, in Europe. But, you know, sometimes because most of the boys, they might come from informal environment, it's, you know, you, you, you need to spend time with them to un- let them understand, obviously, the entire dynamics and
0: process. Absolutely. That's that's really wonderful to hear. So, Duzo, earlier you mentioned that the fruition of Soccer Dream started in about 2017. Since then, can you guys tell me some of the success stories that you have seen throughout these uh, four years or so? And how many players have gone to Europe and have actually made the cut?
2: Uh, since we started, uh, we had a couple of boys. Uh, like you know it, it is i'm just gonna put it out there it has always been challenging for us to actually uh get the right kind of players that will 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 fit perfectly into the structures of the clubs that we're trying to to send in Europe. so we've had a couple of players also that have went there like two boys in twenty that was in twenty nineteen uh they went there you know they, they, they were, the boys were quite good uh as individuals but in a team structure they struggled a bit and also they struggle with the with the environment we hence we we went back and in 2020 when we hosted the circuit trials uh what we did the international camp what we did was we looked into all those aspects of the of the of the players of which we we identified uh the 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 areas in which we are lacking in in Mm. terms of uh uh, picking the right players that we want to send overseas and then we discovered um, a boy from uh, Namibia, uh, of which we we had a thorough look at him, and also which led out to us also, you know, starting the academy so that we can work with these players. So JJ Cordom is currently in 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 uh, in, Nam- in sorry in in Italy, so he's doing very well. Uh, you know, this is like this is like this is twenty twenty one, so we discovered him in twenty twenty. So since then we've sent about. Five players, y- y- if yeah. I can be
1: precise. Yes, yeah, so Aiden, yeah. if I just add what Stadouza said, you know, mm. in terms of successful story, um, because obviously Soccer Dream is not just in South Africa, and, um, and we run program also in Southern Africa, where it's our main target. So um, we have a boy that, that is signed for Atalanta in, uh, in September. His name is uh, Mana. He's played. Here, actually, he was in Manchester months ago, a month and a half ago, with the first team for the Champions League game uh, against Manchester United. He played for Atalanta. His name is Manacuiza. Uh, we have Mutali Joshua, that is another boy from Zambia that we sent to Lexus in, in Portugal. At the moment, we have three boys under the trials. As I say, Suduso is JJ Cordon. is in the fourth division in Italy. And we have a boy from Cape Town that, you know, I, I'll give you the news today. It uh, he seems he's going to sign next week in a fourth division team in Italy. Mm. So, well done Cape Town. <laughs> and uh, we still have two boys under under the, under the trials and these two boys at the moment they are at Modena Modena is a third division teams in Italy but they have a good history they always been between Serie A and Serie B so those are the boys they are in the system uh, through the uh, international trials but obviously Soccer Dream is not just international trials obviously we have uh, a network of scout coaches and uh, we have a, a list of players that you know, we sent, um, not just in Italy, but all over Europe, you know, from uh, uh, Amador Diavara, I'm sure you know, the name is quite familiar, he's playing for Roma, he came from Napoli, he was at Rimini, uh, and we scout the boy, you know, in uh, in a scouting tour, you know, with, uh, with a couple of agents to work with. So there is a lot that we're doing, but obviously our focus now is to give an opportunity to the the south african boys and hopefully you know leo matt that at the moment is about to sign will be one of the first obviously from the program you know to Mm. to really sign and start his his journey in italy
0: gentlemen one thing i must ask you in the early 80s and late 90s the likes of mark fish lucas radebe linda bottelezi eric tinkler stephen pinard all south africans they had success in Europe, but back then, there were a lot less academies than there are now. It's almost like the tables have turned. Why would you say there are fewer and fewer players from South Africa heading off to overseas, Europe, America, wherever, and making it?
1: I, I think, you know, it's, a, it's first of all, is a, a generational thing, you know. So, sometimes, you know, you, you have a decade where you have fantastic players, you know, and that group obviously achieve fantastic things for the country then uh, obviously society wise i think there's been a big challenge and um you know Aiden, i'm sure you you know you, you You've been watching you know, football in the 80s, 90s, and 2000, and obviously the quality of the players has been dropped since then. Mm. Some of the technicality of the players, being a footballer, where obviously the today trend is you need to be an athlete number one. You know, especially with the with with the recent pace of the games. You know, and then obviously come the football sides. Uh, to to answer to you, um, why many academies and less players. Uh, with the past I, I i think there is less commitment in general with the boys you know i think now we live in a society where the process is not important anymore and everybody is focusing on the outcome and unfortunately if you don't take care of the process you know and you don't put the work the outcome won't, won't come out as you expected and and this is a is a worldwide trend you know i can mention even in italy the quality of our boys has dropped comparing in the early 2000s when I used to play and before that. So I think we need to go back a little bit more on the basics, work on the core values of the of the children and the boys and let them understand that nothing comes easy, you know. And uh, we're in touch with thousands of, of kids every year and uh, what we see is there, is there is the dream. The dream is there. Mm. There is the um, expectation of becoming something. But may, many, they don't have the, um, the the art to put everything on the The process. commitment, you could say. The commitment, you know, to, to be consistent. And I think, you know, Mark and uh, and Philemon and all the boys, you know, I'm very close to, to, the, to, to the late past of Philemon's and uh, because the, his previous coach, Eugenio Faschetti, lives literally 300 meters from my hometown, so we neighbors. <laughs> and, and, and that generation of coaches of players, you know, they they build everything on dedication and commitment. And I think that's also for our our local players.
2: Yeah, just to add on that as well, you know, we've you, you mentioned a very important point there. What what we've been dealing with as well, you know, at Soccer Dream is that uh, the times have changed a lot. The society has changed, and a lot of players, um, you know, like Iris mentioned, I don't I don't think they have the the right mindset and and the commitment, you know, to to trust the process as well. They're always looking at the at the final at the final goal, but they forget about the process. So those are the difficulties that we face at Soccer Dream. So I think. I think it's their commitment issues. Uh, that's why a lot of players are not
0: are not heading overseas these days. It seems to be that the journey is also important, not just the destination. But guys, moving on, Aris, you've spent years and years watching football. You've been scouting local talents for for a few decades now. What are some of the similarities you've seen between South African players compared to their European counterparts?
1: Um you know, I, I I think we don't realize how how lucky we are in terms of natural talent. You know, and um, and that should be obviously you know the stepping stone to build the rest. I'm I'm referring to our local footballers. You know, um, you know the, I always say you know the pace of our games locally you can't find it anywhere because in terms of stamina and endurance, I think South African players are the most. Uh, one of the best in the world. Obviously, there are certain experts, for example, the, the tactical expert. I remember we have more, many uh, informal academies in the country. So mm. most of the times, and uh, we appreciate what uh, people are doing, you know, mm. but obviously, you know, you need to channel it into a process and a system that obviously produce at least the basics for the boys to move to the next level. And I think where we're struggling right now is we have many boys where there are some good elements that can obviously take them to the next level, but if the technical aspect hasn't been developed from the young age, then the limits will come out. And I think that's the main difference. I don't want to touch the tactical aspect because it can be um, can be learned obviously on the later stage of your development, but. The basics, the technical part, I think it's where we're lacking at the moment, comparing with Europe. But in terms of physicality, endurance, and obviously natural ability, creativity, you know, to do certain things, we're way above of the Europeans. We just need to channel them, the, the, basic, the basics of these boys from the age of six till the age of 12, you know sometimes we have boys at the age of 17 18 they can't do much with a weaker foot you know and when you go to to europe if you are a center back you need to be comfortable with both feet Mm. we can't play with the right so there's always something missing you know we always always close but there's always something missing and what we realize the, those are the basics.
0: All right, let's let's stay in South Africa here, looking at the local talent plying their trade in the PSL, the DSTV Premiership. Do you see any players, or think that any of those players in this league have the quality and potential to make it overseas? <laughs> we
2: always argue about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys, let's hear some names there.
2: <laughs> you know, if I maybe just. Um, if I may be honest with you, and uh, and also, you know, looking at the, the talent that we have, uh, for the past two seasons in South Africa, we've seen uh, some glimpses there and there. Like, you know, Aris mentioned that it's just that little bit of something that's always missing. Mm. You know, we've got the natural talent, but then, you know, it, it, it shows that somewhere, somehow, some of these players, when they get to this level, it, it, you can see that this there's, there's there, there are a few steps that they missed, or or maybe they were not you know taught well enough in, 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 in you know in, in in those days. So just to answer your question, you know, it the percentage is very low uh, if you look at the, the, the number of players that can make it overseas in in the PSTV Premiership. Why am I saying that? You know, like the standard the standard of football. Has improved a lot you know if you look at the the like we, we mentioned before it's no longer just about the talent of which is south africa 100 percent has mm. but it's it's a whole lot more than that and and if you look at commitment uh, in south africa compared to the commitment in in europe you know we always watch Iris and i we always watch these documentaries you know i was watching the the, the, the tottenham hot space documentary uh, all or nothing you know I could you could feel you know you could see like you could feel the pressure uh, from the players you know it without the coaches even saying anything like you could see the the whole process from taking a player from a certain level to another level it requires a lot of commitment not from the coach only but from the players as well so there is a there's been an issue in South Africa an ongoing issue uh, I know I know the development part also plays a massive role but also I think a commitment issue from the players. I don't think our players, uh, there's a few number, if I may just be honest with you, that you can tell that actually they're they putting in the work or they they believe that they can get to the certain level. I think most of them, they just become comfortable with where they are, and they don't look into in, into challenging themselves more uh, to the next level to the yeah. European level no Aiden, I'm going to give you names because you ask us names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, p-
1: potentially for me unfortunately you know he's been very unlucky in his career Ivaldo see, I think he had all the the potential to play at um, in Europe and uh, um, in terms of potential I think he went to Europe obviously he did not stay long for other reasons but I think Carme uh, Erasmus, these two boys, I think, that massive potential to make
2: a big statement in Europe. And um, Mlumbujana, uh, the the midfielder from Highlands Park. Y- y- yeah,
1: y- I understand. You you see, Aidan is also sometimes it's not about the talent, it's about the timing. Yes. The timing means w- when are you ready? When are you mature enough to have the opportunity? But is he still matching the time of the scouts? and the metrics that they're using you know when the scouting players and we know very well some of the boys they become better like wine when they're getting older but obviously the european market looks in the in the teenagers market you know most of the time or early early 20s but i think these two boys especially rivaldo has he could play you know a very high level in europe if he did not have all these injuries
0: That was part one of the two-part series with the CEO and director of Soccer Dream. Stay tuned for part two, where we ask our reasons to do so, more telling questions relating to the local game and more specifically, Bafana Bafana. Big questions,
2: even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview.